So you're getting older and things are starting to change with your body, your skin. Oh, let's face it, everything. Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Anti-Aging Uncensored, the show for driven women who want real solutions to defy their age. I'm your host, Jill Gilbert, digital health leader and entrepreneur. I'm a self-proclaimed product junkie as well as an overly obsessed fan of anti-aging breakthroughs and cutting-edge health solutions. And I'm going to help you tackle the challenging and oh-so-extraordinary next years of your lives. Now let's dive into the latest episode of Anti-Aging Uncensored. Today we're talking about sandwiches. No, not your classic peanut butter and jelly or corned beef on rye. Nope. Today, I'm talking about the time of your life when you find yourself sandwiched between caring for your own kids, if they haven't flown the coop yet, while also having increased demands of caring for your parents. I rounded up tech industry veteran, writer, speaker, and elder care advocate, Lori Orlov, to talk about the latest technology solutions that will not only give you a sense of security about your parents' health and safety, but also create a world of options for them to stay social, mobile, and engaged. I've known Lori since around 2005 when she became the aging in place technology expert at my company, Gilbert Guide. Lori is now the founder of Aging and Health Technology Watch, which provides market research, trends, blogs, and highly valuable reports that provide thought leadership, analysis, and guidance about health and aging-related technologies, and the services that enable boomers and seniors to sustain and improve their quality of life. Get your pen and pencil ready, because you're going to want to check out all the amazing products we cover today. We're talking about wearables, sensors, blood pressure and heart rhythm detectors, fall detection, memory care tools, home care, and so much more. Let's dive in. Lori Orlov, welcome to Anti-Aging Uncensored. Great am, to be here. Hi, I'm Jill. Yeah, I am. I am so excited you're here. I, um, this, you know, we talk a lot here about like, beauty and body aches and menopause and hormones. But one of the biggest issues for women um, is caregiving, right? A lot of times, um, I think they call it the sandwich generation, right? The ones that have, they have their kids, they may be grown or still younger. And then they also have their parents that need help and um, need help, need assistance. It, it runs the gamut about how, what's going on with them, right? But um, this mm-hmm. is a, a, always a struggle. And, um, you know, we love our parents. And a lot of times I would imagine are either dealing with caregiving from a distance, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or they even potentially live close, but aren't living with them. So today, mm-hmm we are going to address uh, solutions that are out there. This is not for the, um, we're not going to be talking about, you know, uh, technologies or solutions that might live in a nursing home or an assisted living facility. This, this, this is not that, that level or they're, they're not enterprise, right? They're not enterprise products. These are things that um, either are available for free or purchase or that are available uh, that can help you do what you want to do depending on what's going on with your family. 
So Lori did a great job of sort of highlighting some of the biggest categories. And so we are going to dive in right now. You ready? Yep. Awesome. So where are we going to start? Uh, let's start with safety and security, because I think that's one of the biggest things people worried what's going on, you know, what's going to happen to their parents if they're not around. Right. And uh, you know that 46% of women age 75 plus live alone. Um, so it's really? even more of a fact. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty big number. And I don't have the statistic about solo agers, but there's uh, a lot of folks around who don't have anybody nearby. Um, so that has created, um, a long time ago, it created a market of technologies, the, uh, I guess I would call them the I fallen and I can't get up technologies. Yes. <laughs> well, never, none of us will forget IP. that. <laughs> none of us will ever forget that. And that ad is still running, by the way. And part of the reason I think people actually buy those devices, even if they don't buy it from that company, is because uh, they've seen it, they've seen the ad, and it's made them very nervous. So. So those are what um, fall into the category of personal emergency response systems, um, mm -hmm. a group of wearable devices that you can have. Um, in the old days, you could only have them around your neck. And in the older days, you could only have them around your neck in the house. Um, and they would transmit yeah. a signal after you press the button. It would go to a box in the house. And the box would call a call center uh, 24 hours a day available and uh, send somebody if you needed help. Uh, nowadays, at least 30% of the buyers of those devices are using them out and about, um, not in the house. And I don't have a good percentage because the industry doesn't like to say, but most of them, uh, the out and about ones are include fall detection. Uh, mm -hmm. So the idea is that you're on the ground uh, and uh, they can tell that you fell and uh, uh that could be useful to you. Uh, when you call somebody, they could recognize that you have fallen, or it could be useful as in the old Phillips offering that was around for years, Lifeline with Auto Alert, that would call the emergency call center if you were unconscious. I don't know how valuable that is, but that, that was around. Now, um, in addition to out and about, um, there have always been tools for in the house, sensors you could place around the house, um, uh, technology that has some smarts in it that actually can figure out um, a pattern of behavior. Because what you really want in the house is you want to be able to detect patterns over time. Mm. And uh, you want to know that Mrs. Smith is walking um, slower than uh, she potentially used to walk. In fact, one of the cooler new technologies that I picked up at, um, learned about at CES last year was the Zibrio Smart Scale which can actually track over time because you're stepping on the scale always to check your weight. It's a Bluetooth scale. It transmits information about you and it can detect if you're slower or faster at getting on and off the scale than you were previously. No way. Wait, what is, the, what is that one okay. called? Zibrio, Z-I-B-R-I-O. Uh, it. It's a smart scale. And uh, the young woman who started it uh, was a young entrepreneur. She won the best prize from the ARP competition at CES in uh, 2020. Excellent. Um, CES innovation uh, for older people. So also in the home, uh, you can, so you have sensors you can place in the home that detect whether you fell or your, your movements over time. You also have health related technologies in the home that can keep track of your well-being, including the ability to step on a scale 
uh, measuring your weight in the context of heart conditions and heart failure. Mm-hmm. You can have a heart rhythm type uh, technology that you put your fingers on and it can detect if you have arrhythmia. There's a technology for diabetes uh, tracking so much more. Much what are, what are some of those technologies that people can um, get if their parents are dealing with that sort of stuff? Or if they are? Well, there's, there are live core uh, has the cardio mobile that's for heart arrhythmia. Yeah. Um, there's another technology, a telehealth technology for in the home. That's from a, a company that is offering telehealth visits through the television. And that oh. company is called MedSign. And it may be the person's parents don't have a computer or don't have a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can have a telehealth visit with the company through the TV. Um, thought that was pretty innovative. That's in this past year that that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's blood pressure trackers that will transmit your blood pressure. I don't have all the labels in front of me, but there's quite a few of those out there. If you look yeah, for diabetes with, tracking, Withings, lines, Withings does it, I believe. Withings, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and you know, the, um, Samsung galaxy smartwatch that's coming out, uh, fairly soon has blood pressure tracking in the watch. Wow. And that's pretty that, new. Apple doesn't even have it yet, but I, Apple, I'm sure will have it as soon now that they've seen the same thing. <laughs> so you um, mentioned sensors. Um, you know, you and I obviously have been, you more so than me, but in the industry, the senior sort of space for way, well, way too long. We were the early, early uh, advocates. And, that's right. um, and there's been a lot of companies that have come and gone um, and a lot of, yep acquisitions that have happened. Um, Best Buy just acquired a couple, uh, two, uh, one or two different companies in the senior space, um, one called Lively. Tell, tell us a little bit right. about, because they're, they're, the house is getting smart, right? And we're not just talking about, you know, curtains and <laughs> Alexas and things like that. It, it's getting even smarter, although Alexa is probably part of this discussion. Um, what um, oh, my Alexa just went off. Um, so, <laughs> um, <microphone>. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so she's probably going to talk now and now and again today. So there are things around fall detection, which I think is critical, but there's other things as well. Activity monitoring, you know, have they left the bed, um, in three days mm-hmm. or yeah, whatever. There's bed, bed exit technologies. You can put a pad in the bed uh, that will notice how often a person has gotten up and gone to the bathroom. There is um, technology. There's a company that started in the past year and a half called Safely You, which actually will collect a short video about a person who may have fallen. And it deletes the videos. But the videos can be reviewed enough to know that the person, who, the reason for the fall that was a pretty clever, that won a competition uh, out in California, uh, out of Berkeley. Very clever. Um, there's um, room-based sensor technology. You place a unit on the wall, and, it, and um, that's sometimes called ambient sensors. And uh, you place a unit on the wall, and the unit knows enough that the person hit the floor without them having a wearable on their body. And then you can place stick-on sensors or sensors around the room, like a sensor on the refrigerator door. And you can tell if a person opened the door of the refrigerator. So you could maybe tell if a person was or wasn't eating. 
Um, a lot of these seem interesting and also are perceived um, by many older adults as being intrusive. Yes, that was going to be my uh, next question. How intrusive <laughs> are these? Well, mostly they're pretty intrusive. Yeah. Um, you have to want to. You have to want to opt in and agree. That's one option. The other option is you, uh, if it's a device, you can get something out of them. We could go back to the A word, Alexa. Yeah. And it's partner and it's a competition, you know, the Google devices um, and Siri, for that matter. You can go to any of those types of technologies. And does a person gain a benefit from having the technology that exceeds the um, smartness of it in terms of observing something about their behavior? And I would argue that there, there is a benefit and uh, uh, not the least of which is uh, play music, read a book, tell you what's on television tonight by asking, um, show you a recipe. If you have the one that has a visual element to it, show you a recipe step-by-step step on how to cook a certain thing. And pretty soon you you start to become interested and yeah. uh, turn, it, turn on all your lights when you're laying in bed, <laughs> turn them turn off. on your lights, turn them off. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. And, uh, so you start to, the gain of what you get exceeds the perceived privacy invasion of something that's always listening. And then you could do what we do in our house, which was we run around and turn all the microphones off. Yep. <laughs> that way I can't hear a thing. That way I can't hear a thing. So I one of yeah, one of the things we'll do for everyone listening is um I will definitely collect links and names of some of these solutions out there that you guys can look look to. Um, um but the Alexa thing, uh oh, here she's gonna go again, um, is going to uh that's going to be, that could be a game changer in a lot of ways for um, things like detecting depression and detecting, you know, sort of things that happen in isolation, correct? There, I know it's not out yet, yes. but I thought it'd be an interesting thing to share. Well, there are, uh, there is the ability to detect changes in your voice. Mm -hmm. uh, there's software that probably will be incorporated at some point into the Amazon and Google devices and Siri that can detect changes in your voice that indicate you very much, uh, you might be depressed. There's a- uh, It's like, it's like blood, with the, blood markers, but voice markers, right? Yes, yeah. voice markers, yes. There's also already in the, in the uh, Amazon Care Hub technology, it can tell um, whether you're up and about and whether you've moved in any direction towards the kitchen. So if you're um, super isolated and you're not getting up and about, um, it will know that if you're willing and uh, whoever has set it up for you has encouraged you to allow it to do that. Um, they, they, there's always a trade-off with these kinds of things. And when people ask me about the privacy question, one of the key things is I ask them is, do you use Gmail? And of course, Gmail has been around for not a hundred years, but a really long time. It right? feels like it. Yeah. And every time you send a Gmail message, Google has the opportunity to read every word in that message, oh. know who you sent it to, know who you got it from, know what you searched for. They've known all this about you for years and years and years. And we've let it happen because the benefit we get about of being able to use email exceeds the uh, intrusive factor of the fact that it knows all those things. And in fact, if it could, would exploit them with advertisers yeah. and uh, consumer goods companies. So. 
Well, that, that's right, a, good, that's a good, good awakening, a good awakening to all of that yeah. stuff. So let's move on to health and wellness, which is, you know, somewhat of a, of a crossover a little bit between safety and security. But um, um, what are the biggest um, sort of things that people are able to do? And we did, we did cover a lot of this already, but like medication compliance reminders, how important yeah. is that? Well, it's very important if you have a, um, even a modestly complex medication re regimen, let's say four doses a day of some kind of pill or combinations of pills. So there's simpler ones like MedMinder can handle that. And that company actually came up with a relationship. They are also a pharmacy, so they can fulfill the prescriptions as well as um, give you a device that will tell you to take the pill. And you know, Amazon is now in that space. They have a pharmacy. And uh, yeah, so this is, uh, of course they are. Course they are. Had, <laughs> Phillips had a farm, has a, a medication dispensing. There's a fair number of those out there. Um, and uh, whether people will use them, whether they have someone to help them, like a caregiver who will load the device with the appropriate medications that will request the fulfilling of the prescriptions that will mm -hmm. make sure they were filled. Um you know, this is a lot of medication. There's a lot to medication and many people uh, either don't take their meds because they forget or they don't take their meds because they're too expensive and they can't afford them anymore. So, wow. Medication. Uh, so you mentioned, we talked about blood pressure trackers. Again, I'm going to um, include some links of, of sort of the smarter ones. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah. um, but I think, the, I think the movement into the wearable blood pressure thing is, is very exciting. Um, fall Thank detection. You. I mean, fall detection is so critical because, you know, I hate to say, I always said it's like the beginning of the end, but it, it's, it's, it, it, it is a trigger to so, somewhat of a decline when you, you know, break a hip or fall or have something significant like that. Of the ones, so we talked about some of the ones inside. What do you have um, um, any I, or any suggestions as to the outside the home ones? Um, very well, the important. first one I would mention is fairly is fairly recent. It's from a company called Unaliware, started by a woman engineer um, who decided that this was her life's work. She was going to now do this: is create a product that is an attractive watch that you can wear on your wrist that is uh, apparently, according to what she said, the customer reason for buying, the number one reason is fall detection. Yeah. And uh, so, and it's for people who are out and about. So you walk the dog, you go down the street, uh, you want something that you can wear and she has integrated it with a call center 24 by seven. If you're gonna have a fall detection device, you want um, the 24 by seven call center available with it, not the like the Verizon app that came out recently with no call center. You want the one that has the call center because uh, even though it may be set up to notify your relatives, mm -hmm. your relatives may not be home. Yeah. They may not be available. Avo avoiding yeah. your calls. Maybe avoiding your calls. <laughs> uh, so, um, so it's important that you, if you're, if you think you're at risk of falling, you really need the device to contact a call center that can say, Mrs. Smith, are you okay? So that I think is a really big deal. And that's great. Okay. So 
Um, well, again, we'll put a bunch of links um, in of some things you guys can check out. Um, I do suggest, uh, I think it was episode two, Dr. Dave Alpert. Um, we talked about the cardio, cardio band. Um, he, he really is, was, and has one of the best um, uh, devices that can detect what's mm-hmm. going on with your heart. And we're talking medical grade clinical grade, whatever the word is. Um, so um, definitely check out episode two with Dr. Dr. Dave. That is um, an important point you just raised, which is many of the devices that are collecting information about you now are doing so in a non-HIPAA compliant way. That is, they have not been um, determined to pr- be protecting your information the way you would want it protected in a medical grade device. And uh, so we have the ability to be tracked about just about everything you can think of on the body. Um, And the question is, what are they doing with the data? So when you say, yes, I want to opt in and give permission for tracking with my new device, um, the question is, what are they doing with the data? Um, And uh, you can't use the device, obviously, if you don't opt in. (laughs) Anyway, just want to bring that up. So um, I want to move into memory loss issues, dementia, Alzheimer's, because there is a level of care that these individuals need that is quite significant. Um, and even in the early stages, um, as, as symptoms start to arise. So, and you, again, someone might be living with them or, um, or you've decided to move them into a facility of some sort, but let's, or community, as I like to say better. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that and, um, how, you know, what types of technologies and solutions are out there? Well, I think that the, the most useful early on is the GPS tracker capability. Uh, so there's a, a shoe, the GPS Smart Soul is one of the ones that um, is available. You, and there, I don't know if there's one called iShoe that was around for a while. Um, so there's a shoe, but I don't think the shoe is all that useful because people like to change shoes. You know, they don't want to wear the same shoes all the time, unless it's maybe a person who only has one useful pair of outdoor shoes. Um, there's a, a there's the ones that go in your pocket, like iTrack and Pocket Finder, and those are useful too. The great things about those is you can set up a zone. The most important thing with a GPS tracker is that you set up a zone, like mm-hmm. a circle, around where the person uh, leaves from, their, maybe your home or their home. And that circle, when they go outside that range, um, it notifies. So if a person's wandering around with one of these devices in their product, in their pocket, it's set up to alert. If let's say uh, Mrs. Smith walks down the street and goes beyond the neighborhood um, and uh, is a mile or two away. I mean, that happened with my mother-in-law. Uh, one of the reasons she ended up moving to a memory care was she walked out of her non-memory care community and did go a mile and a half, didn't know where she was. And somebody drove by and said, maybe you live in that assisted living down the street. And they picked her up and took her back. Um, Has she been wearing something that could have been? um, Yeah. So wandering, wandering is one of the big things we, we hear on the news, you know, someone wandered away and and they can't be found and they have dementia. Um, So yeah. So those solutions are extremely helpful. Hey there, it's Jill with a quick break from the conversation. Do you women feel like your body is starting to rebel and you're just aching to take back control again? For years, you've given so much to so many 
and somehow parts of you just got lost in the mix. I know this because that's how it was for me. Well, it's time for you to make your comeback. You heard me right. That's why I wrote a five-step blueprint for how to start living your best years from this day forward. It's called Wicked, Ageless, and Doing Epic Shit. And you can download your own free copy today by visiting wickedawesomeyou.com slash ebook. And now let's get back to the show. What about the, you know, this is going to cross over into our next area, but a little bit, but the socialization part of things, um, I know there, or the engagement side of things for people, like it's never too late or. Yeah. So uh, one of the things before we wandered too far off of, um, so if a person is isolated Uh um, and at home alone a lot, there are a number of brain related tools uh, brain training type tools that can help keep you at least a bit sharper in the moment. You know, ARP has endorsed one called Posit Science. Um, that is an example of that. That can be found through the ARP website. Um, so something that helps keep you sharp uh, is one aspect of, uh, you can't really ward off Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. um, but you can um, help stay sharp uh, if you, in fact, um, want to do so, you can train your brain to um, remember more more things more easily, at least in the early stages. Um, what was the other part of what you said? Well, we were just talking One about, movie. yeah, I mean, the memory <laughs> issues is, is a big deal, right? The, yeah. the the memory issues and sort of keeping your, your engage, the engagement side of um, yeah. challenging your mind. Yeah, if we talk about the social engagement aspect of, mm-hmm. of life, um, one of the things that I, I become interested in recent years is Nextdoor. I don't know if you're familiar with Nextdoor, but oh. Nextdoor is, is yes. depending on where you are in the country. So it's depending on where of, you are in the country. A lot of crazies on Nextdoor. I mean, I love it, but there a are, yeah. yeah. But it's also a great way in an emergency. <laughs> and I saw this actually during uh, the time leading up to a hurricane here in Florida. Uh, during a time where there's um, uh, people are scared of something that is on the way towards them and it hasn't arrived yet, like a hurricane, oh. um, they may be living alone. They may have hurricane shutters, and they may not be able to mount the hurricane shutters themselves. So next door was an example where people said, "I'm I live alone. I'm 75. I can't climb up and put the shutters up." And other people got on and said, um, "Give me a call." And I can come and, and put them up. And the same thing happened when the hurricane was over. I need help taking them down. Um, you know, people are willing to volunteer to help other people. It isn't just the uh, get on there and be annoying, which many people do with the next door. But in a real emergency, yes. in an emergency, also uh, learning something about your environment that you might not have known, like new stores have opened up of a certain type and so forth. It's very useful. Um, websites for caregivers are. Uh, also very useful. And I would say anybody who hasn't looked at caregiving.org or care.com or caring.com, you know, go to all the cares. Everything that has the word care. They care. (laughs) They care and they have information. Usually what you find on on these sites is the ability to find resources often, uh, senior care resources often, you know, could be finding home care, could be finding assisted living, could be finding dementia care. 
and it's all geographic. So in a sense, they're very local too, because you put your zip code in and you get information for you. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. One of the things that I learned um, was when I thought of sort of like home health care or someone coming to the home, I kept thinking of like of nurses and things like that, right? So I think there's a, um, a very good distinction that there are people that help with Um, There are home health, which are, you know, sort of prescribed by your physician or when you're uh, discharged from a hospital after surgery or things like that. There are people that come into the home um, also, you know, in later, you know, not later in life, but later, uh, if there's something serious, there's hospice and palliative care, but there's a whole other category out there. And this is super important um, called. I just call it, what do, you, what do you call it? Well, sometimes it's called private duty home care. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's called companion care. Yep. And um, the industry itself thinks of itself as being home care, but that's confusing because health home health care, which is prescribed, it is. can be mixed up with it. That's what so gets private duty, yeah. That's the, yeah. Com- and so, so just the biggest one in the U.S. is a company like Home Instead, for example. They're the largest one. And they are. And there's some good ones. There's some good ones out there. So you definitely want ones that are assessing, um, doing the right checks, <laughs> the criminal checks, all of those kinds of things. <laughs> That's a big one. Um, so, so we'll definitely put a couple in there, but um, that, that we, you know, I guess have heard good things about. Um, I will say that um, just to sort of describe some of the things that they can help with, because I think this is an interesting distinction between health and just regular home care, um, is they call it assistance with daily living. So things like um, showering or bathing, uh, things like um, helping you brush your teeth or go to the bathroom or preparing foods or you know, light housework or getting you out of bed. And again, daily living, things that you kind of do throughout the day. I don't know if I missed anything, but, you know, anything like that, as well as socialization stuff, games and and other sort of companion things. So I think um, it can be really helpful. I will say, you know, my grandmother, who is not around anymore, um, was mad at the concept. So there is, there are people that get upset. And then at the same time, kind of getting through that angst at the beginning was highly worth it because in the end, you know, they became friends. Um, so it was, um, a much more special arrangement. So let's briefly talk about some of the other socialization part. Maybe we can start with sort of the cell phones and the phones side of the world. Yeah. Yeah, we do still have senior cell phones on the market. Um, you know, Best Buy bought Great Call. Um, but if you wanted to find a Jitterbug phone, which was Great Call's um, initial cell phone, it's still available. And uh, I'm sure plenty of people are still buying it because when you go to places where there are a lot of older people, you see them opening these clamshell phones. Right. Uh, which they can text. You can text on them. And you can take a call. That's pretty much it. no and, website. And, and there are services on these phones, correct? There are yes, other. You can press a button to get help. Yes. Right, and like um, nurse call smart... or things like that. Yes, yes. You can you can sign up for additional services. Um, so um, that's still being sold. Consumer Cellular still sells several of those mm-hmm. uh, types of devices. And there's also smartphones that have been tailored for seniors. So 
again, Great Call has one called the Great Call Jitterbug Smart 2. Mm-hmm. Um, is a smartphone for seniors. There's a whole range of them on Consumer Cellular's website that are varying in complexity from very simple to more complicated. Um, it's good to have a smartphone, I would say, if anybody yeah. has an older adult yeah. in their in their um, in their circle and they don't have one. There's a lot of big upsides to them if they can be shown a few things on how to use them. Yeah, um, they can be very useful, including getting uh, you know turn by turn directions. <laughs> on how to get some Wait, we all need that. <laughs> we all need yeah. that. Um, and, Find a store. And I think um, we can talk briefly, you know, most of the, the stuff we're going to talk about now, I believe is free, but it's the idea of, of um, you know, video calls and communication with family, which is probably their number one desire. That's right. Yeah. We're at a stage now where... Um, Grandparents are wishing to adopt technologies that enable them to connect with the grandchildren, sort of mm-hmm. a skip generation. And the other way around, the grandchildren are pushing them. They're like, I don't want to talk to my child. I want to talk to my grandchild. Right. right. Exactly right. And so that's where the world of FaceTime um, and, uh, you know, all the chat functions, uh, the ability to chat online, you know, uh, with instant messaging and texting, what have you. All these kinds of things, which are um, enable connections in real time that have people on them. And then you can even have, which I think it's a little crazy, but you can also use something like Zoom for large families and you can divide the screen into 16 parts and you can have a family get together through something like Zoom. Nice. And uh, yeah, they are free. Uh, they have Zoom. an enterprise edition. Yeah, my parents are using Zoom for local meetings and group clubs. Yeah. club sort of that they have and things like that, as well as yeah. chatting with us. So um, right. I wish they would get an iPhone though. So um, <laughs> let's, the last category, I mean, honestly, there are so much going on in this space, but I think this is a really good opener for um, our listeners here is hearing. Um, um, I pray my parents get, decide to make the jump and, and, and get some type of hearing aid. Um, I will have no embarrassment around getting one, so I'm not sure why they are. But um, let's talk. There's been a lot of change in the hearing aid space. Yes, there has. There's been um, a whole category has been introduced under the name of hearables, <clears throat> and that really starts with the um, earbuds that you can put in your ear to enhance the quality of sound of music. Um, but you can also get a whole range of hearables that will uh, make uh, sound louder, amplify sound for you. And in fact, the base technology in a hearing aid and a hearable is the same fundamental engineered technology. The real question is, how is it packaged? Who configures it? Is it customized for your level of hearing loss? And if you are significantly deaf uh, and really need um, the customization of, of, uh, of uh, it comes with a hearing aid, um, you're going to have to spend the big bucks. Hearing aids are very expensive, they are. Uh, which I, I, there's a little bit of effort on the part of some Medicare Advantage plans to pay for uh, a few hearing aids, but I think that's going to have to change over in the coming years as the boomers get older. Um, I think hearing aids are going to be, have to become a standard benefit and they do everything but get up and walk around the room, these hearing aids. They, they can be customized <laughs> to integrate with a smartphone. Okay. They can do fall detection. They can um, know when they're in a noisy room versus in a car that's very quiet. 
So hearing aids have become very sophisticated, um, but they're also still very expensive. So let's kind of rattle off some of the brands that are well-known and and we've kind of seen um, excel. Uh, well, the more famous ones, there's five main hearing manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Phonak mm-hmm. is one of them, P-H-O-N-A-K. Mm-hmm. They make something, uh, Lyric. Lyric is also their line. Starkey is the big hearing aid brand. Oticon, O-T-I-C-O-N. Yeah, that's a uh, really Wydex, interesting one. Yes, mm-hmm. Oticon is very interesting. And yeah. Oticon is, is one of the ones that actually has tried to think about listening to music. Um, for people with hearing loss. Uh, Widex is another one, W-I-D-E-X, and Resound, R-E-S-O-U-N-D. You you might want to wonder, how did a market consolidate down to so few people? But um, that's the way it is. And then the hearables include New Hera is one. There's one called W and H, W and sign H, Be Mm -hmm. Here Now. Mm -hmm. And there's one called um, Doppler Labs, Hear One. But if you start looking around for hearables, Things that you can put in your ear that improve the quality of sound of what you're listening to without an audiologist. You can actually decide. You can do a hearing aid self-test. You can um, go buy a hearing aid online. You can decide um, exactly what you want in terms of features. If you're conversant with the internet, a lot of your problems relative to hearing can be solved before you ever see an an audiologist. Yeah, we had um, a ReSound speak at CES one year and um, they talked about sort of the tele, the the ability for um, them to be on a mountain, you know, that you could be in like wherever and your audiologist can literally tap into the sound that you are hearing and adjust on the fly. So that was, that's crazy remotely. So anyway, what a great, um, what a great roundup there. I know there's so much more we could cover, but um, I can't thank you enough, Lori, um, for joining us today. And um, can't wait to have you back. Okay. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Lori for joining me today. What a treat to have her on here. She shared so much great information and resources. And don't worry if you didn't get a chance to write it all down. We've done the heavy lifting for you. Head over to our podcast page for the show notes on this episode. You will find links to all the resources and products that we mentioned today. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to leave us a stellar review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews let other listeners know how valuable each episode is. I'm Jill Gilbert, your host of Anti-Aging Uncensored, and I'll be back next week with another episode and another amazing expert ready to help all of us women live our best years. Have a crazy healthy week.